0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Abundantly Successful Show, the show for conscious entrepreneurs who have the deep desire to turn their passion to successful and thriving business, all will making a huge impact in the world. I'm your host, Kay Sanders, also known as the creator of possibilities. And our topic today is really going to be a very powerful topic. Again, I mean, all of the topics have been it's very powerful, but today our topic is stand in your power and how to really own your purpose and speak your truth. I mean, I truly believe that we all need to you know stand up, you know, share our message, shine our light. And today our expert is Sue Dumay, and she's got to tell us all about how we can really stand on our own power, speak our truth, you know, shine our light, and really so we can make that impact that we're meant to, be, right? So without further ado, let me introduce you to Sue. Hello, Sue. Thanks for being here. Great to have you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Mm-hmm. It's definitely great to have you. Now, before we dive into the content, why don't you share with us a little bit like who you are, what you do, and my most favorite question, why you do what you do.
1: Well, I'm um, I'm an intuitive healer and author and speaker. I'm a global impact visionary leader. So my intention in the world is to help people see where their blind spots are, see where things, you know, can shift and change, get underneath what's actually stopping them from really standing up, standing out, standing strong and doing the work that they're meant to do in the world. My intention in my mission and my work is actually to unite us in love for each other and our planet. So it's a big mission, but it's it's really a deep calling in my heart.
0: Hmm. I think we all, you know, I think everyone that's listening, you know, they, they came to the show, you know, because we all have that deep calling, you know, that, that deep inner voice that we want to be out there. We want to do more, but you know, oftentimes like, okay, how do I do that? How do we get out there? You know, how can we really shine our light? So, you know, I think today's topic is really a great, great topic. So, you know, let's dive into that. I mean, what is it really, what does it mean to really stand in our own power?
1: It's, it's a process of actually st- like what I call kind of standing up inside yourself. And so there's kind of standing like an outward standing up in the world and doing things. And, and a lot of people can do that. But if you're not standing up inside yourself, if you're not really owning your own power and really standing in, in that place, then the message doesn't land the same way you intend. It, there's there's not an authenticity or an alignment. So it's about having that inner alignment with your message and, and with the 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 gift that you're meant to extend in the world, and the outer alignment. So it's, it's bringing it all together. When it comes to kind of owning your power, there's, there's understanding and knowing what it is. Like, what are you actually here to do? What's your purpose? And our purpose isn't necessarily just one thing. It's actually, it can evolve, and it's a series of things. But being clear about what it is. So for me, when I just first discovered the words, and they really resonated in my heart to empower and inspire healing and awakening that shifted everything for me. I was like, everything began to evolve around that and all of my work aligned and it felt totally different. Then before I was kind of waffling through it a little bit, trying to find my way through the dark, so to speak. So it brought this level of clarity and alignment within. And then there's the next step of actually owning it and feeling worthy of it and standing, standing solid in it. And that's a process, that doesn't happen overnight. But that's something that I think a lot of people at this point really need to do. But there's a lot of fear around it because of what's happening in the world. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, like one thing that you mentioned is like, you know, you found your purpose and you have those words. I mean, do you think that just it just happens like that? Or is that also a process where it takes time to evolve, like things that you have to learn and like all these puzzle pieces starting to kind of like, Thought, you know, be put together and eventually you're like, "Ha, huh, this is what I was meant to do all along. And I mean, have you experienced that as well? Or do you, what's your point on that?
1: Well, it's definitely, I think it's a process of actually unwinding and unprogramming and un- unlearning everything that's actually blocking you from being that clear, clear channel for your purpose. So, it's, it's definitely a process for a lot of people. I, don't, I think there's, there's very few people that come into the world and stay really solid in that as they grow up because there's so much programming that convinces us otherwise. There's so much out there that, that teaches us not to trust our intuition, not to, not to lead with our heart, to think about things, to analyze, to, you know, to, to kind of get out in our heads as opposed to in our heart, and, and we disconnect from it. So we're taught to disconnect from our sense of self. So we're taught to kind of come, come away from that home that's, that's in our heart. And depending on how much of that programming has impacted us will depend on how long it takes to unwind from it. It won't take as long as it did to put it in place. I'll tell you that. There are ways to fast track it, which is good, but it is a process as well. And, and I feel that I just want to just let everybody know too, it's not like you have to be crystal clear about your purpose. And it's not like your purpose is one thing, because my purpose is not just one thing. That was the first piece that really gave me this like, oh, like I can stand in this. I could, oh, I feel like I feel it. I can stand behind it. I can stand within it. I can like embody it. That was the first piece. And then came other pieces. So I want people to realize that it's not just one purpose and then they're done for the rest of their life. It's a process of discovery as well an evolution, right? So we're evolving constantly.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I mean, I think we are also like always learning more stuff and releasing more stuff. Like you mentioned, like, you know, getting rid of all that, that programming. You know, I mean, that's one of the things that I've realized too. And I think nowadays a lot more people are actually awakening to that spiritual side. I mean, wherever I go, whenever I talk to people, you know, I hear, I hear people tell me, yeah, I just, you know, I'm going through all these things. Like I actually just had, like in May, I had my little uh, second awakening where I was going through more like a, like an identity crisis. And I think more and more people are, you know, being awakened to what's really possible. Cause I mean, I believe and like, you know, in the coaching industry, I mean, that's what they tell you anyways, that you hold all the answers within you, but you actually gotta, you know, realize that, that it's actually true. And not just, you know, something that they tell you. Right. But I think it's really, uh, you know, one thing always leads to another that then helps you really uncover, Hey, this is what I meant to do. This is, you know, there's so much more possibilities that there's there so much more stuff out there. But have you ever had that, you know, when you talk to people, or have you ever realized that people just really are so resistant to actually uncovering what their purpose is?
1: Well, yeah, I believe we're we're actually taught to to fear it. We're taught to fear our intuition. We're we're taught to fear that that pa- our own power. I ran from mine. For the most of my life, I was terrified of the power I had in, inside of me and, and the, th- the feelings and the intuition and the, the guidance I had that was coming through was terrifying. And there's times too where I still get visions to this day where I'm like, whoa, that's a big one. Let me give that back over for a minute. I, I don't want to carry that. And, and it takes me a while to kind of get, get comfortable with it, even for me. And, and I have a lot of tools. And I've done a lot of work. So we can imagine how many people that don't have these tools or don't have a spiritual practice or a a practice where they can actually process their emotions and process their fear. Imagine, like, look at what they're going through these days. Mm -hmm. There's so much resistance Mm -hmm. because they're confused. They don't understand it. They're afraid of it, but we're taught to be afraid of it. Because Mm -hmm. imagine if all of us actually aligned with what was in our heart. And instantly kind of stood in that with a solid knowing, not a cocky confidence, but like a, like a solid knowing that this is my purpose and this is the truth that I'm meant to express at this time. And here's my message or here's the message that the world needs to hear from me, through me. Imagine if all of us did that. And this is what's happening. There's a lot of us doing it. More of us need to do it. More of us need to face their fear and stand up and breathe through that fear and, and speak and share and extend, whether it's music or art or work, words on stage, whatever it is, through a book, it doesn't matter what it is. That that place within us that knows that we're meant to actually contribute something significant in today's system, like in today's global shift, it it's gonna take courage. It's gonna take courage, absolutely. But we all have it and there's other people, other examples doing it. So we can lean on them and say, okay, if she can do it, I can do it. If he can do it, I can do it. And, and that gives us strength. And that's where we start to kind of uni- unite ourselves in, in that divine courage.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, I really like, you know, how do you explain it? I mean, I've, I've come across so many people who really resist you know, the, I mean, I like to call my power superpowers. I mean, how cool is that, right, that you have superpowers, right? But more from I'm, like, really grateful for that because, you know, if you embody all your spiritual gifts, the you know, the, the, the impact that you can really make in this lifetime, you know, I think this is so empowering. So not being, like, you know, cocky like you said, but really seeing that, you know, the power that you really hold to, you can actually make a difference. And I see so many people. I mean, I've been in like a different, a different, like when I first started coming across with my spirituality, I was like, what? I was freaking out. I didn't have that mentor initially. And it was like, I was going into those groups and I saw that so many people really resist, you know, the, the power that they have. And, you know, they, they, they take drugs and do all kinds of different things to numb that stuff instead of embracing it. Because if you really you know, uncover your divine gifts and then embrace it. I mean, how powerful is that? You can actually make a difference in the world. So why is it so hard for people to really embody that and really, you know, align? Like you mentioned that, like, you know, what do you say earlier? Like align to it and really stand up within you. Why is it so, di- so difficult for people to really own their gifts and really embody it and then use it to make a difference in the world?
1: Well, again, it goes back to that programming. So it's, it's a, it becomes... A resistance, a gap between what's in the mind and what's in the heart. So I, that's my definition of resistance: the gap between what the mind thinks and what the heart knows. So your heart knows that you're worthy. Your heart knows that you're capable. Your heart knows that you're courageous and and you're and you have the strength to to do this. It's it's actually it's a seed that's been planted for a long time. It's what you're meant to do in the world. But the mind, because we've been so programmed, and there's been so much, you know, outward evidence of why we shouldn't or why we should be afraid or we should fear judgment what are other people going to think you know you don't want to look too like you don't want to look too confident because then you're you know self-absorbed or you're this like there's right now what I'm seeing is our fear of judgment is actually the biggest thing that stops us and it's not just our fear of others judging us it's actually our own judgments that are actually the biggest stopping blocks and if we can actually start to break down the cycle of judgment and projection, then we'd actually really start to make some major headway. And as a society, as, a, as, a, as all of humanity, really. So when, when we look at the resistance we feel, when we feel that fear and recognize, okay, it's just a gap between what my mind is thinking and what my heart is knowing or what my heart is leading me toward or away from. And I just need to close that gap you can actually begin to process what's going on in the mind. And you can kind of unwind some of those fears of judgment. You can come unwind some of your own thoughts of unworthiness and, and not deserving to actually close the gap and get more into the heart space. The other piece I believe is really important is to recognize that we've been taught to let the, the head lead the way we're born leading from the heart. We're born intuitive beings. That's the natural, that's our natural state is to live from that heart space and to be guided from that place. But we're then taught and programmed to actually be in the head. So imagine the head in the driver's seat, in the heart in the passenger seat. We need to switch that. We need to lead with the heart, let the heart lead, let our soul kind of speak through our heart space and give us the guidance moment to moment. And it comes in like a beautiful recipe and of course the head will be in the passenger seat and it'll be like but but you know maybe you should go left here maybe you should and you'll be like thank you for coming i'm good i'm i'm here i'm following the heart i'm going to trust and again it's a process of of remembering that that we can trust that remembering that that's our natural state remembering that that actually makes us feel connected to ourselves but also connected to others and the the head is just they're trying to to keep us safe but we don't need that anymore. We need to be able to just trust and, and walk. We're probably walking with blind faith more than anything right now. But to, in order to really let the heart lead, we need to let the head take a step aside. Maybe even send it to the back seat. I don't know.
0: How about in trunk? (laughs) Maybe in the trunk. (laughs) You know, like, I think that is like where most people really have a hard time with because it sounds so, it sounds so easy. "Ah, I'm just going to ignore my mind, Right. But, you know, that was like one of the first things, like that was the biggest, biggest challenge I had for a very long time to really tune out my ego mind, you know, the, the headspace because it always wants to barge in. You're, you're like, you know, have you ever had that when you were like really on the road, you know, on the road and you were feeling so great, you were feeling so aligned, then something happened and then you're like, oh crap, you know, everything is just kind of get back to normal. Your ego is like, I used to, you know, I used to think of it as like a really, really bad marriage with my headspace in my heart, my head. <laughs> constantly arguing, you know actually one day I actually wrote like a little uh, divorce decree to my ego mind (laughs) that was pretty funny actually worked though it was like setting the intention to really do that but it was actually funny you know so thank you so much for 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 explaining that but like how does it like how do we really uncover our purpose and and how does it really look like to stepping into our purpose like really owning our purpose
1: well I think the first step is if if we could actually recognize that our purpose is actually in, in our heart and in that that place of guidance and in that inner knowing. And if we can actually listen to that space and let, let it lead us. And it, and it uses the mind. The mind is a beautiful tool. It's not that, that we don't want the head and the, the mind at all. It, we want to marry it, but in a different way. So mm-hmm. sometimes you have to go through the divorce. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I fired my ego. I fired my ego, especially from my business. And then, and then it's, it's using the mind, not the ego mind, but the mind itself as the tool it's meant to be, which is allowing me to speak to you. It's allowing me to articulate the message. It's allowing us to have this conversation. It's an essential tool. It's just not the leader. It's just not in charge. So when I let the message come from my heart space, it comes through my mouth. Sometimes I don't even know what's going to come out. And other times people are like, can you repeat that? And I'm like, I don't, I don't remember what I just said because it, it didn't feel like it came from here. It just came through me. When we start to really speak from that space or be in that space more and more, it becomes more familiar. And, and we remember, if we could all just choose to make our purpose, if we're not clear what our purpose is in life, then make your purpose to be heart-led to lead from that space within you that knows without thinking. It goes beyond the thinking mind to allow that space to guide you and direct you. Like a recipe kind of dropping in like the directions moment to moment because the heart only works in the moment to moment. It doesn't work in the past and the future. It gives us what we need in this moment. So the more and more we become present, the more and more we can find those tools that bring us right here and now, then we actually can really make some good strides in our own work and and it and it like i find that when we're heart led and and being into it. so i built about three businesses three four businesses and the the very last one so the current one i have is heart led living mm-hmm. this one has been built completely backwards upside down backwards. It was just bizarre the way it came together. Like I had members before I even had a website. I had like, then I had a kind of a website before I even had the, the book and then the name came and it was just like, it was all bizarre the way it came together. So it wasn't like a traditional business plan where you're like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. and this. It like, it, it kind of evolved and came into its own. And it was good because it kind of kept me guessing. I couldn't get my head in, into it because I couldn't really figure out which direction it was going. And it kind of snuck up on me in a lot of different ways, but it's evolved and it's kind of come together in such a beautiful, miraculous way that I'm in awe of how it's come together. That's a heart led business. So there's the feminine kind of way of doing business and then there's the masculine way. The masculine way is, you know, you got the tick, tick, tick and the business plan and all that kind of stuff and then the feminine way is completely different it's not like a linear process it's like a zigzag and around and a circle and a spiral and it keeps us guessing but it's a beautiful process if we can trust the heart to lead us and again it takes that faith that i was talking about mm, discovering your purpose kind of comes through that process it's it's a process of discovery mm-hmm. You know, I
0: like what you said that the trust, cause I think that's really the, the most important part in anything. Like when it comes from manifesting to, you know, creating what we want, it's like, we really have to trust. And you know, the funny thing is like, I think that's what, what really had hit me was like one day I just really just, I really stepped back and said, you know what, I don't know what to do. I went really from this whole masculine, like, I need to know the how to like, you know what, I have no freaking idea what to do. And then I really just went into the day. I'm like, you know, things will come. Things will just fall in place. And they actually did. And so it sounds like that's kind of what we have to do is really let go of that and really just trust that everything is going to happen the way it's supposed to happen. Is that right?
1: It's less efforting and more allowing. Mm -hmm. That's the feminine kind of business model is allowing, but again, I don't want to like, like dismiss like the masculine is important. So we end up marrying the masculine and the feminine and we allow, allow the business to kind of evolve and to, to, you know, reveal itself, Mm -hmm. so to speak. At the same time, there is inspired action that we're taking, but it's not an effort trying. It's not hard. It can be challenging at times, but it feels different than, than the traditional kind of way of doing it. But it also, it's because it's so intuitive and because it's serving, when, when we actually listen to our heart, we're actually tapping into a higher source and, and we're allowing that source, that force to work through us. When we do that, it's actually beautiful because it's it's operating on behalf of us individually and everyone all together, everywhere all at once. And it's beautiful to be able to come from that space and know that we're serving at the greatest level possible.
0: But then how do you know that whatever comes through is really the truth that it's coming from your higher self rather than your ego mind, you know, trying to tell you something that's really not true.
1: That's the that's the practice of discernment. And you'll start when you start to feel into the subtle energies behind the guidance coming through and the feeling it's more about dropping into a feeling versus the words so you can hear something in the in the head and then you can kind of drop into the heart space and feel into it. And you'll usually be able to discern more from the feeling or the energy behind it, whether it's actually true guidance or not. Now, having said that, as a, as a coach myself, an intuitive coach myself, I have coaches. I have people that I go to. I have healers that I connect with and say, okay, um, I'm clear about this, this, and this. But this one little piece, I'm not sure because the, the ego is very clever and it, and it will evolve. And it will become tricksy, and it'll disguise itself as love. It'll, and then there's the spiritual ego, which is like really challenging to unwind from and to discern. That's where we actually need to join in community. That's where we actually need to join with others and say, "Okay, can you tune in for me?" Because they can tune into their intuition, tune into your intuition with their with their own intuition. So it's actually a joining and a tuning in, and that actually helps. One, increase your confidence in, and confirmation that, yes, I'm on track. That was guidance. And two, help you discern when it's not. Mm-hmm. So your level of discernment will, will improve that way as well. That's another way to do it is joining with someone else who's intuitive as well. And yeah. someone who's not like attached them. to what you're talking about. If they have an attachment, then their ego might come in with
0: a little agenda too. So you yeah. want
1: someone who's not attached to, um, to the answer for
0: you. Mm. Yeah. You know, one thing that you said is like, you know, take an aligned action. And so basically like if we want to take an action, and I mean, I really liked that, And I mean, that's one of the things I like to talk about as well is because, you know, when you take the aligned actions, that's actually what will get you the results rather than if you take an action out of fear and whatever, it's not going to get you results. So when you take an action, do you usually tune into your heart to check in with, is this really what I should be doing? Or do you, how do you figure out like what actions would be, good way for you to like, what actions should you be doing that is really in alignment with you?
1: Yeah. In the beginning, when I kind of, if we go back to kind of the baby steps in the beginning, what I would do is sit down and and just take a breath and and then ask my heart, what now? What would you have me do now? And then I'd get like a guidance and I'd feel into it. Yep. That feels good. And then I'd go and do it. And then I'm like, Hey, what now? And then I'd get the guidance. I'd feel into it and then I'd go do it. It was kind of that, that process. So I would listen, I would tune in, feel into it and then follow the guidance. Now it just kind of flows through. So I, I kind of flow through my day. I don't have that interruption. I don't have that, okay, what now? It's just, just like I go from one thing to the next. The moment I feel resistance though, the moment I feel like a irk or a pause or a something feels off, then I and I'm become very fine, very subtle energies. I'm very fine tuned to that now, then I actually stop and kind of check in. But otherwise I'm in this flow. In the beginning, it doesn't always look like a flow. It looks a bit like a check-in, a feel. Okay, now follow. And I'm like, are you sure? Like some doubt will come in. So it's a bit of a process getting confident, and it's kind of like riding a bike, remembering how to ride a bike. Hmm. And um, but that's been that's been my process, and and the discernment again is 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 essential for for the individual. And it helps, again, to join with another if you need to. If there's something that you're really attached to the answer or you're scared of what the answer is, you're afraid of it, um, we can really build our confidence by joining with other people as well.
0: Now, one thing I would like to kind of just, you know, dive into real quick, because I know when I first, you know, over, you know, came up with my, like, realized about my gifts and everything and, you know, learned about the resistance or whatever, I never really could figure out what exactly is resistance. Am I really resisting this or, you know, am I in the flow? So, you know, for the, for the audience, maybe if they're also in that kind of, you know, that phase where they don't really know what resistance looks like or how to really figure out what resistance is, or if they're resisting, can you maybe share a little bit, like, you know, how can we really find out what exactly is it, you know, are we resisting? Are we in the flow? And, you know, how can we figure out what we're resisting?
1: Mm -hmm. Well, in every moment there's, there's, it's usually coming from a place of love or spirit as your teacher. I call spirit. And then or fear, which is ego as your teacher. So in every moment, the ego is either in our ear telling us what to do, or spirit's guiding us and leading us. And that's our heart leading us. So the practice of discerning between the two is, is feeling into the resistance. It's not thinking about it. It's like, oh, let me look at this and think about it. And in the head, it actually has to be down in the body, in the heart space and kind of feeling into it. So a good example of that is procrastination. Let's use procrastination. If you have, let's say there's no action, you're not feeling inspired to do anything. The ego mind will come in and judge that and you'll feel guilty and you'll feel bad and you'll be like, I'm doing it wrong. I should be doing something. So there's that whole kind of hamster wheel you can go on right there with procrastination. And then there's there's just nothing, there's just nothing that's guided. Maybe the guidance is that you're actually meant to go lie on the couch and rest, or maybe you're meant to go meditate, maybe you're meant to go for a walk or have a bath or call a friend. And, and the work you're doing that you think you should be doing is not actually what's guided. So there's sometimes procrastination isn't, isn't the resistance. It's not a bad thing. It's not like, oh, I should be doing something. I'm just lazy. It actually might be no action. So sometimes inspired action is no action. There's nothing to do but be still and breathe or be still and read or whatever it is. So it looks like non-action, but sometimes doing nothing is everything. Mm -hmm. And so when we look at, okay, let's, let's look at procrastination. So the, the, the resistance looks like procrastination. If you take procrastination and you bring it into your heart space and go, okay, what am I afraid of? Is there fear? What am I afraid of? Where do I feel the resistance in my body? And you kind of go into the body or into the experience of the resistance. Well, I feel this dense block in my head, or I feel this heaviness in my heart, and then you can kind of start to get in underneath it. So how it's playing out is procrastination. But what's underneath or behind it is, is what you need to look at. And sometimes with procrastination, it's just because there's no inspired action and you're trying to force something or you're afraid that the guidance isn't going to come. So you're trying to make something happen. And, and really, it's just there's a pause. There's a beautiful pause. And, you, and, and the universe is just saying, wait just wait. Because when we get that guidance, when we're actually operating on that level, we're actually working from a perspective, a global perspective. It's, it's operating on everyone's behalf all together, all at once. So there's times where I'm making an email, responding to an email, and I get this like pause. So I feel this resistance and I tune in. I'm like, I feel like it's my heart pausing me. So I stop and I let it go. And 10 minutes later or the next day or whenever it is, I'm drawn back to it. I'm guided back to it. I feel this like nudge to move back to it. It's like this force inside of me moving me toward it. And I complete it. And then I tune in and I feel the send. So I press send. And it's in those times where more often than not, I get a response saying, oh my God, I can't believe you sent this to me. I was just thinking about you. Or I'll get like a real strong nudge in the middle of doing something. It, like I'm literally in the process of doing something and it'll, I'll, I'll feel this like call so-and-so. And I stop and I'm like, I check in. I'm like, yeah, I'm to call them. I don't know why. I have no idea. And I'll just call. And they're like, I can't believe you're calling me right now. I, this one girl, she was like, I was just having like a 20 minute conversation with you in my head to, to, to build up the courage to call you. And I'm like, well, here I am. Apparently nice. I'm calling you. So those kinds of miracles and those kinds of synchronicities can happen when we're willing to feel into the resistance and get underneath it and see what's actually you know, is it actually our heart pausing us and saying, No, not that way yet, or not not now, or or pause and stop? Or is it our mind actually getting in the way and side railing us, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Now, I mean, I, I can just, you know, hear some, you know, probably some people like thinking, and I would have probably re- uh, reacted that way if I wouldn't have known what I know today. It, today is like, what if I don't do the work, if I don't send that email or create the stuff and do the things that I need to do to grow my business, then what am I doing? I can't just sit there and, you know, take a bath or read a book or just take some time off because guess what? I need to make money. If I don't have clients, I, you, know, you know, that red, right? I mean, I know, you know, a couple of years ago, I probably would have, you know, said that like, what is she talking about? I can't just take time off. I mean, come on, I need to grow my business. So if, you know, any of the listeners, I mean, I could just, you know, have that, I have that sense that someone is probably going to say, <laughs> say that. So what, what uh, would you tell them? You know, if they feel that if they are not really in tune with themselves yet, really tune in to figure out what's going on how can it then really feel good about okay maybe i do really just need a pause maybe i do need that break to get some kind of guidance
1: yeah so the first thing i need to let everybody know is you can't get it wrong you can't get it wrong if you follow ego and you build part of your business through ego that's okay if you reach out and and you're coming from a place of fear that's okay There's lessons in that. You can't get it wrong. It's not a wrong path to do it that way. Don't beat yourself up if you figured out, oh, I was just always all in my ego all day today. I'm like, so what? It's okay. That happens. It happens to all of us. So just in that moment, just realign and make a choice for love. Sometimes the the non-action or those pauses are actually so uncomfortable that the choice for peace is actually to take ego action. And that's okay. It's totally okay. So you can't get it wrong. And you can't get it right. I need to say that too. It's like we can't strive to get it right because we're, then we're afraid to get it wrong. So either way, you can't get it wrong. You can't get it right. It just is. Sometimes you'll follow your head. Sometimes you'll follow your heart. Neither is right or wrong. It just is. The path of the heart is actually a quicker path, although it doesn't look like you're doing a lot, a lot, a lot. Sometimes I do a lot. I get a lot done in one day. And other times I'm actually, it's quite quiet but I trust it more and more. I'll share one quick story because it, it was quite funny for me. This is my unwinding. I, I had, I had a, an illness and I had an injury and I had all these things going on. And in a, in a period of three to five years, I had to heal a lot of stuff. And I spent a lot of time on the couch and I resisted it so much. I was just like, don't make me sit on the couch again. I'm like, I need to like make some money. I need to, I had those, those same thoughts you were talking about. And this one time I was like resisting it, resisting it. Finally, I like felt really bad. Then the nerve pain was really bad and I just felt really nauseous and I had a lot of things going on and I'm like, okay, I'll go sit on the couch. I surrender. I surrendered to the couch. I lie down on the couch and I was there for about 20 minutes, maybe 30 minutes. And the words that, that initially what came in was just like breathing and, and kind of softening and surrendering. And I got the idea, I'm like, maybe I'll like, my next book will be, you know, how I awaken by (laughs) sitting on my couch for like lying on my couch for five years. And then I kind of, so I kind of softened with the humor. And then, and then all of a sudden I got the words, sometimes doing nothing is everything. And I mentioned that earlier. And that really means it really hits my heart deep. Sometimes doing nothing is everything. So I sat with that and I was just like, okay. And I really, really embodied that. And then I got up, I I was literally like up, okay, time to get up. And I got to my computer and I checked my emails and I sold five or $600 worth of courses in just that half an hour of doing nothing. And I was like, okay, I get it.
0: (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Thank you for showing me that, you
1: know, it's like such a a gift to see it in, in action as well. So that's one example of, of how, when we surrender some beautiful things can actually come in for us. Mm -hmm.
0: And I mean, sometimes we we really just need that that downtime in order to get to clear that mind to get that guidance. Because I mean, I believe like if we're just you know working, 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 and even if we're taking some downtime and we're reading, we're we're doing so much stuff to just ha- you know stay busy like in our mind. Then there's really not much room to get the guidance. I mean I like to meditate, just to you know quiet my mind to to open up the channel that hey I'm open for guidance and that's usually when I get the guidance. But when I just sit in front of the computer and like you know just constantly working it's just like you know, I, I kind of like close the door so nothing really can come through, other than you know the resistance that sometimes, you know, I ignore, sometimes I listen to. But I think we do need that time, like you said, you know, sometimes. What, what was it? Sometimes not doing anything is better than doing something or something like that. Doing nothing. Sometimes doing nothing is everything. Yeah, exactly. And I think that is so powerful. You know, maybe I should put that next on my. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But now, you know, going back to, you know, speaking our truth and stuff, I mean, you mentioned earlier that, you know, there are so many fears, fears of judgment. So how can we really then, you know, take the courage to, you know, step into our power, go out there, speak our truth, share our message, share our light so we can really then have the impact that we want to make, that we're meant to make?
1: I think the biggest thing is focusing on the impact, the possibility of impact versus the fear of judgment. So I'll tell you right now, if you're actually going to go out there and speak at this point, because of all the projection and judgment that's going on right now, so many people, their stuff is washing up. They just don't know what to do with it. There's a lot of projection. There's a lot of anger. There's a lot of um, outward attack, the, the, the appearance of attack. So at this point, no matter what you say, if you were actually to go out and speak your truth, people will judge you. And if you actually stay quiet and sit in the corner, people will judge you for that. So no matter what you do or don't do, people are going to judge you. So just that's, that's given. What you do with it is what matters. What you, how you channel that is what matters. So to be able to go, okay, well, people are going to judge me one way or another. Do I want to have impact or do I want to stay quiet and be judged? I'd rather have impact. I'd rather reach, I, so I focus on the people that I'm meant to reach. I focus on the hearts that I'm meant to touch. I focus on the message that's meant to be shared and where it's meant to be land and where it's meant to land and how it's meant to impact. And that's where I come from now. Now, I'm not saying I don't have any fears. I still do. It still comes in. The ego still, you know, tries to play that card. But I'm like, you know what? I'm not interested in that. I'm more interested in the impact. That allows me to keep going. That allows me to find the courage within myself to stand up and, and to speak about some more of the controversial topics. And that's been a process for me. It's, and it still is. I'm still every once in a while, I'm like, don't make me do that. I don't want to talk about that. No, don't, don't. Um, but I breathe into it and I recognize that that fear is just within my own mind. And I, I, find find the way to to tap into my courage and just feel the fear and do it anyways Mm. sometimes we the only way actually through the fear is to to take that inspired action Mm. and to take that
0: Yeah, I love it. And, you know, I really believe that those people who are meant to hear what we have to say, they will come. And those people who really don't resonate with us, they won't even, we won't even get onto their radar. I mean, I know for me, the people that I reach out to, the people I have conversation with, they all are spiritual based. Ever since I, you know, embodied my spiritual side and really, you know, said, yes, okay, I'm in it. (laughs) I got smacked by Universe so many times that now whatever content I put out, whatever people I reach out to, like 99.9% are really spiritual based. I don't even remember the last time I spoke to someone that wasn't at least a tiny little bit spiritual. Right. So I believe like when we stand in our power and really go out and share a message and, you know, I like what you said, focusing on making that impact and not so much about, you know, being judged or whatever. I think that is so powerful, like really focusing on the impact that you can have. And one of the things that I like to do is if I can just impact one person, one person with the message that I share, there is a ripple effect because on that person, you know, impacts someone else, someone else and someone else, because if they like what I, what I said, if, if I impact them, they're going to share that with someone else. And then it's going to spread like wildfire. Right? So, I, I love what you said that really focusing on that impact. And then I think everything just kind of falls in place if you, like you said, if you trust. So, you know, thank you so much for sharing. And I think we do, did cover a lot of great content today. Now, if anyone would like to, you know, get a hold of you, reach out to you, learn more about you, where can they find you? How can you reach out to you?
1: Yeah, my website is heartledliving.com. So it's heartledliving.com. And everything's there, social media,
0: the, all the ways
1: to connect with me are there. I would love to to um hear from anybody if it if they feel um resonant with what i'm talking Mm -hmm. about
0: Mm -hmm. and do you have any special resource any bonuses any free gifts you would like to you would like to share
1: yeah i have a a scrumptious meditation that came through it was channeled through in the middle of the night it was like four in the morning it came through i just sat down and started recording it and it's a 45 minute meditation called love deeply now and it's just really getting, sinking into that energy of love and actually embodying it. It's actually, I listen to it for myself still. And um, it's a scrumptious one. So you just go to my website, sign up for the, the newsletter to stay connected with me and join your heart with ours. And I send you the meditation right away.
0: Okay, well, maybe I need to check it out because if you're doing it in the middle of the night, you know, i <laughs> check that out. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, do you have any last words of advice? Any, any things you would like to leave us with?
1: I just, I I would really love everybody just to take a pause and even place their hand on their heart and and just take a deep breath and just know that, that there's this beautiful place within them that's guiding and leading them. And if we can all just be silent, even for a moment and tune into that space, it actually can lead us to an abundance of miracles, miracles that can go well beyond what we can imagine in our minds. And an incredible life is waiting for us all when we are able to do that. And the impact we can have from doing that is immeasurable. So I would encourage everyone to do that.
0: Wow. You definitely just gave me goosebumps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much. And, you know, thank you, Sue, for, for being here, for taking the time to, you know, out of your busy day and sharing all this great content. I mean, I, I, I know for me it was very impactful and I'm pretty sure the audience did too. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I also want to thank you, you know, for tuning in, for being here, for, you know, spending your time, you know, listening to us, you know, sharing what, uh, what, uh, what we had to share and, you know, if you make sure you go to abundantly-successful.com to get the show notes, to get, you know, the links to her website. If you have any comments, if you have any questions, you know, make sure you leave a comment below. Uh, i make sure to pass it on to Sue and then so she can respond to it. Um, you know, if you like this episode, you know. Feel free to share it. I mean, there's so many people out there who really struggle with their spirituality, with their gifts, with figuring out like, okay, what is going on? How can I really move forward? So if today's episode really inspired you to, you know, look a little closer, like maybe taking that time out and really just, you know, like, like Sue mentioned, you know, just not do anything and just listen within, you know, cause there's so many people out there that don't do that, that have that hard time with, you know, being resistant. So feel free to share this episode, leave a comment, you know, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, I definitely appreciate that. Like I said, go to abundantly-successful.com for the show notes. And I'm super grateful that you're here and I will see you in the next episode of the abundantly successful show. And I hope you have an amazingly abundant and successful day.